Hey everyone, it's Mike, here with Tom Richards. Thought we'd record a show, because Tom's down here, and uh, we, uh, it's his birthday. It's his birthday. Yesterday was. Yesterday was his birthday. Ah. So, Tom's down here. he's officially 21 years old. Are you? 21. <laughs> 21 plus what? 17. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Um, but yeah, he's come down. Uh, not, not really anything in particular. I think we're going to uh, Chikar in a few weeks, and we'll have a show where we report on that. But Tom's watched a bunch of DVDs. I've watched a bunch of hockey. And I figure this is a wrestling show, so we'll talk the wrestling. We'll save the <laughs> hockey for another time. And uh, you watched... And then this is actually good, because like, we are going to Chikar in a couple weeks. Yeah. We're and we're kind of... Yeah, <clears throat> and... Um, I know the uh, Chicago show is now up on MP4 and stream, and I'm sure when, uh, <coughs> excuse me, when Smart Mark returns, I think they're on a little vacation. Yeah. They'll probably have the DVD up, so Chicago shows uh, from Chicago and Lafayette should probably be up, maybe even by the time you're hearing this. Well, Chicago shows up. Yeah. Well, even the Lafayette show. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so, you know, the anniversary shows are coming up. We're going to go to the show in Easton, and we'll pull that lineup up at the end of the program. But let's talk about Chikara and the two Canada shows, um, one was, one of which was run in the uh, the same building as C4 yeah, that they run. And I know and I know we're going to have mm-hmm. our, um, we're going to have a, shortly have a, an influx of C4 DVDs come in shortly. that I have uh, purchased. So we're going to watch that. We'll have a review of C4 shortly. But, yeah, let's talk about... Uh, Sooner or later. Sooner or later. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the Chicago shows in, in Canada. And you could start off with the uh, night one in, what was it, Toronto? Or Toronto area, anyway. They were uh, both really, really good. Uh, the Canada crowds were hot like usual, you know. So uh, that always makes the shows better. And uh, right now I think Chicago's Vaughn, Vaughn in a groove where... The shows are flowing pretty good. They got all the characters down. They got some storylines rolling. Everything's connected. And I think they're having a pretty good year right now, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, these, the, the, the weekend in, in Canada, both shows, I highly recommend. Uh, started out... Green Ice. Yeah, Green Ice. Vaughn, Ontario. I guess it's the town outside of uh, Toronto. And yeah. I know they're going to be running the town outside of London. I believe that it's Stratnoy. So that they'll be running that in June, probably the night before the uh, Syracuse show. I uh same night as Tournament of Death and I like this two CW building better than the building that C four runs in. Okay, like I, I they they had a really good turnout, you know, and the crowd was really hot and it was a nice building. I liked it. This was uh, three point and fist and yeah. I mean, I don't think we're really spoiling anything because actually, there's a, there's a spoiler on the spoiler where the titles actually switched back. But this was where the titles actually switched hands in the first place to three It was a great moment with with three being longtime Canadian tag team, mm-hmm. and uh, for them to finally win the Chikara belts in their own country. Yeah, it was a great moment, a big pop, and it got over. And they deserve it, so it was good. I thought that was cool. Um, so yeah, they just your thought. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the show yet, so I'm gonna let you talk. And uh, whatever you thought. I mean, you know, you had Eddie, uh, Eddie King's. Let's look yeah. at the DVD here because I'm, I'm looking at the, the. There's actually nine bouts, and they only list five on the back cover. So, I mean, I'm sure there might be one or two that might not be on here. You could check, probably check out the card on the website. But Fire Ant, Brody Lee. Brody Lee, this is actually Brody Lee's final weekend. We could talk about yeah, that. Yeah, they, they, on this first night, they did they did an angle with, with uh, him and uh, Eddie Kingston to set up the title match on the second night. Yeah. So, uh, 
Both their matches were kind of more or less a backdrop to set that up and promote the second night main event, which was kind of like the main event of the weekend. Okay. And uh, they had a really good match on the Sunday night show when they did work. So they set it up here, which is really good, and then they had a really good match on Sunday. It's too bad. I mean, it's not too bad. It's great for Brody Lee. Like, I'm happy for Brody Lee. He's finally getting to go make some real money and support his family. But it sucks for us indie fans to lose him. Yeah, I did see, though, in the Observer, uh, if you decide from this past week, Dave had posted one that It's one of the two, because there's two of them. But uh, Brody did report to FCW, so I guess it would probably be on TV, hopefully, in the next... Oh, yeah, Next actually, couple times he do the TV tape. I him on Twitter and he was talking about going to some somewhere, a grocery store or something with his New York Yankees hat on getting all kinds of compliments and oh, stuff yeah. in Tampa. Yeah. That's the Los Angeles Kings score a goal. Should turn this down a little bit. But yeah, so if, yeah, um, basically we'll just go to night two then if you want to no. go into that. I don't, I don't know because I mean, I'm, I'm saying you kind of... I'm just talking in general, both nights. Like, I really yeah. wouldn't skip either show. If you're a Chikara fan, I'd get both of them. If you're just a fan of good wrestling, like, everything on both nights was really solid. They even, uh, they had, like, a showcase match for C4 on the second night. That was really good. They had a, 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 a tag match the first night with some guys that, uh, were from one of the local promotions. That was really good. You know? I wish I had the match in front of me. Where uh, Sarah Del Rey's both matches were... It's weird, the second night was more... It was more of a squash against this Leah Von Dutch than I thought. <laughs> she went through it pretty quick. But uh, Sarah's always good. Not, and and, and uh, Archibald Peck, man. I don't know what to say about Archibald. Let's go to, yeah, if we're going to be talking both nights, obviously the Archibald Peck, Chuck Taylor... Uh, Jesus. While it, I pull it, up the results here. Why, why, why don't we talk about that? Because you've had nothing but great things you say. You were even like, let's watch it right now when you were telling me on Friday. If you were, you were in to comedy match wrestling, or you're in the either Chuck Taylor or Archibald Peck, then you got to pick up It's How You Played a Game from Chikara, Night 2 at her Canadian tour. Archibald Peck against Chuck Taylor is the best comedy match I've seen in, like, forever. Talk about two guys just on their game, know their characters, and know how to do a comedy match. This was just over-the-top greatness. Mm. Like, unbelievably great. Must be seen. Went 15 minutes. So. Yeah, and, and it was never boring. It never yeah. overstayed its welcome. I was mad when it was over. I wanted to keep going. It was just fucking great. Awesome stuff. The, um... All right, yeah, it, it's weird that this green ice, the back cover for it doesn't even mention uh, El Generico versus Tim Dunst. How was yeah, that? That was really good. You caught me eating a cookie. I know, right? Let, let, let me talk real quick. Yeah, the, the two, uh, the two, uh, the two, um, Jesus Christ, what the hell am I trying to say here? The two uh, C4 matches. Or the, what's the fucking term for it? Showcase matches. Showcase Yeah, there matches. you go. Jesus Christ, there we go. Finally. Finally, Mike. Damn it. Josh Alexander was on one of them. He's good. He's I like on, him. Yeah. He was also on the Evolve show, and uh, I thought he was pretty good, and what's his name? Mike Bailey was on the second end. And Speedball, Speedball Mike Bailey. Speedball he needs Mike to start Bailey. getting some bookings out and about. He's a really good young high flyer, and uh, as soon as people start finding out about Speedball Mike Bailey, he's going to yeah. be all over the place. Him and Josh Alexander. Ronan Josh Alexander. Which is his nickname, but, but I'm yeah, not and Josh Alexander was just on the most recent Evolve show. He's yeah. really good too. I heard good things about him. So yeah, this, this, but uh, yeah, Tim Donsell Generico. Let's get into that, buddy. 
But even this, uh, this Brett Banks, Alex Vega, and Scott O'Shea against Marcus Marquez, Josh Alexander, and Sebastian Suave. I never really seen none of them guys besides Alexander. It was a really solid match. They were all pretty impressive. And, uh, hey, we were talking about Mike Bailey on the second night. And, uh, talked about Archibald Peck. Obviously, El Generico against Tim Donz. Yeah. Tim Donz lately, man. Talk about a kid just ready to break out all over the place. Right? He's like, his promos are great. His in-ring is great. He's getting in really great shape. This, he's one of them kids, he just needs the opportunity, you know, in, in different promotions, and it'll be his year. There was the uh, the Tim Donstagogo that they had on there with the, uh, the special update or something like that with him brawling yeah. in a Raymore and Flan- Flanagan or someplace with Hollowaken, and that was awesome. Like, I really liked that. Like, I... That's always been like a like a, like a dream of mine, like as like a wrestling mark. Right. You know what I mean? Being like even like a little kid, like to have like a wrestling match in a in a department store or something like that. You know, like all the cool bumps you can. If you haven't have. seen this or don't know what we're talking about, go to chikarapro.com and look for this thing. And uh, it's this awesome stuff. It's a little long, but it's worth the watch. Really fantastic. Tim Donston, Hollow Wicked, brawling around the furniture store and in the warehouse in the back, like mm-hmm. in the back room. And, Tremendous stuff all the way around. So yeah, so so Green Ice, yeah, Brett Brent Banks, Alex Vega, Scotty O'Shea, Marcus Marquez, Josh Alexander, and Sebastian Suave. So there you go. Um, I like a lot of Canadian guys. Like it's too bad there's not more Canadian promotions to get their mm-hmm. DVDs down here in the States because there's a lot of great Canadian talent. And they just don't get enough press down here. You know, you just don't hear much about them. That's why I'm dying to see some of these C4 shows because they seem to be the hot name up there right now that you hear about. How was, uh, let's see, because there, there was that match. There was the the matches between, like, the like 17 and the Shard and the... the that's been all Quack good. Quack and Jigsaw, and then there was the other match where they were like in a four-way tag match. It on uh, one of these shows, trying to think, yeah, I think it was on one of these, they took Green Ant's mask off, I believe. Did they have a match with Green Ant? In the sec- colony? second night. Yeah, they unmasked Green Ant, and that got him like DQ'd and everything. Oh, so there you go. I th- I'm wondering if they're building up to a mask versus mask match, if that's where we're going. Yeah. You know, they haven't the, done one of them in a while. Maybe at the pay-per-view, just, we can finally see. Just thinking about it on my own without knowing anything. Yeah, I I was going to say, we're not really saying any scoops here. I'm not really yeah. sure. No. Um, the one thing I, I am interested in is we are less than a month away, so we are probably going to hear some matches soon. And the way we that we, the way, the, I guess, you know, the way they've been building to this, uh, it's it's very possible. They're doing Fist and Young Bucks. Yeah. Well, there's one and two, yeah. There's been two matches, because there's that match, and then there's, what, Mantis and Ophidian? Which they just did, I think, on the Rawway show. is the opening match on Rawway. But, uh, yeah, Bucks and Fist, Gargano and Taylor, that's a hell of a first match for pay-per-view, yeah. second match announced for the pay-per-view. It's a good start. And uh, also on the Canadian shows, it's good that you see Jigsaw back. Yeah. Like, Jesus, he's like... One of the most underrated guys in the entire independent scene, man. He just doesn't have bad matches anymore with anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, he, uh... Where the hell did he work? It was him and... It was Jigsaw and Mike Quackenbush against 
17 on the shard That's on the right. first night, and they lost that one. They had a whole few going on with the swarm, and it's been all good. And then on the second one, he beat uh, Mr. Mr. Touchdown, it looks like. Yeah. Or no, Mr. Touchdown beat him. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mr. Touchdown's all right. They, they have him playing a heel character, and they have Veronica has got the hots for him. Oh, yeah. Like, Quackenbush is good because he sets guy. he gets more out of less, you know, and puts guys in roles where they're comfortable and gets the most out of them, you know, no matter what their level is in the ring. You had a good analogy there, today. You're, or, or was it, or was it somebody where they're like the new ECW in a way, where they're like, yeah, it's ECW in terms of, like, just how they have, like, you know, their, yeah, they, their they, crowd. Yeah, they got, like, their cult following and, and their book. What was it, the Gabe interview on Yeah, TV Gabe... Inside? did an interview with Mike Johnson on PW Insiders. Okay. It's free. That Go it. find it because it's by far the best interview Gabe Sapolsky's ever done. Whether you like or dislike the guy, this was a really, really great interview. And uh, they were talking about Chikara being the new ECW where it's got its cult following, the crowd's hardcore into it, the booker knows the crowd, and they know what the crowd wants and they do a good job. Like there's, there are indie wrestling fans who are just actually they're not even indie wrestling fans they're just Chikara, Chikara fans. fans. Yeah. That's right. There's Chikara fans who aren't really necessarily indie wrestling fans. That's probably what I meant to say by that. And uh, anything else you want to say, buddy? Before the we switch over to the Railway Show because I have a, a few questions on that one. But I think that's about it. Like both shows are worth checking out. Worth I wouldn't skip out. either one. Eddie Kingston, Brody Lee. I think we were talking about that. End up being great. Yeah. And just like I said, talk the crowd. That. The crowd both nights is awesome. It was like a barn burner kind of match. Were they were they really laying into it or? Oh yeah, because that was like if not his last match, one of his last indie matches. Yeah. So they went all out. So you know, yeah, Brody match. wanted to make sure yeah. you know he he, he wasn't went out. going out with a stinker. Yeah, he wanted you know? to go. Okay, good deal. Kind of weird though. The building that C four runs, they got a low ceiling, so they're using a training ring. Mm. But they packed the place pretty good with a lot of people, and they're into it. You know, and they mm. knew all, and it seemed like in Canada they knew all the gimmicks and all the storylines and everything. They use a training ring. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a small it. ring. Yeah, yeah, it's a low ceiling. It's a real small room. Oh wow! Which surprised me. I, I mean, I seen a couple matches on YouTube from C four. I didn't even notice it was a small ring like that. But yeah, yeah. low ceiling, small ring. They did, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Still all good. And all right. And I'll be a mummy's uncle. Yeah, that name. <laughs> Chikara with the names of their shows. <laughs> all right. Did I watch that? I'll be a mummy's... Like, you know what I mean? What I happened? Know. Remember, like, when all, all the ECW all shows used to just call them the June 14th show? Right. That was it. That was what it was called. It was might have been like Hostile City Showdown well, no, '96 they, they have or something certain like ones that. Like yeah, that Hostile City Showdown, Hardcore Heaven, November to Remember. There was certain ones they used like every year. Yeah, Heat Wave. But then a lot of times, yeah, it was just the date. Yeah, and you remember most of the stuff. Like it would usually be by the date more than the name. Because when they would show the recaps on the TV yeah. show, is what I'm. You know, what I mean, they would have it like on the bottom. But that's how you knew it was big shows when it had a name. Yeah. You <laughs> You know, probably at the time wouldn't even announce any matches or two matches or something. Hostile else. City Showdown '95. But when it was the name Hard- shows, like that, you knew it was big, and it was gonna be. What would it be right now? It's May. What would May be? Cyber May? Slam. We would have Cyber-, Cyber Slam was always in February. Okay. May was kind of April. Usually had Hostile City Showdown. Uh... May was a bunch of different things. June had Hardcore Heaven. July had Heat Wave. Yeah. Or November to remember was in November. Mm. Might have got Wrestlepalooza. I'm trying to think if that was August or May. Well, that was, May was a, a couple bunch of years. Of Wrestlepalooza was June of 97. One year they did Inner Sandman in May. Yeah. 
Gangsta's Paradise was in May '95, I believe. No, that was September was or October. Okay, the Gangsters debuted in May in '95. Okay, that was called like Choke of... Slams. Oh, hoodies and barbed wire hoodies and chokes. I remember because my one buddy decided not to go to that show because he goes, This lineup sucks. They got nothing uh, announced. And we went and it was all right. But the gangsters came through the front door debut and that like made the night. And there was some good. I mean, it's easy. ECW. I just remember when I was like a little kid. Like, I mean, it was like 95. So I'd be like, you know, 11 years old. That was always like, we'd all, me and my buddies would always like laugh at that name. Yeah. It was just yeah, such a funny was a name. Show. It didn't Fire have Fire Hoodies and Joke Slayers. That's a perfect example. Is there was no name for that show going into it. It was just a date. And when the VHS came out eight years later, it was called Barbed Wire Choke Slams and Hoodies. Barbed Wire Hoodies and Choke Slams. Whatever. Whatever the fuck. I think I was right on that. You're one. exaggerating on the. Uh, it wasn't eight years. It was more what? Yeah, I don't know. Probably like eight months. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, ECW was terrible. You, you think it sucks. You, you bitch now about Gabe and Evolve? Jesus Christ. Gabe will be the one to tell you. <laughs> ECW <laughs> would take forever to get their tapes out. And that was like an <clears> era where it's like. It'd be great. RF would no blame Paulie. Paulie would blame RF. Nobody would take responsibility for it. It would just take eight years for it to get out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll be a Mumby's uncle. Yes, Rahway, New Jersey, man. First half of a doubleheader they did with Jersey All-Pro. And uh, this was the debut of Mixed Martial Archie, okay. which, holy goddamn Christ, is great. If you haven't seen Mixed Martial Archie yet, you got to get this on Chicago show just for that. Probably worth the 15 bucks alone. Artie uh, Evans is awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, we were just watching him on a Ring of Honor t- TV from this week. Just, you know, and just, and like in another role, he's so great. He's so great no matter what role he's in. He's awesome. That dude is awesome. God, yeah. And you now he's doing a takeoff on an MMA fighter and uh, doing all their mannerisms and all the different stuff. And it's like, great. Like, the referee, uh, like, like Archie's acting like he doesn't know the difference between an MMA fight and a wrestling match where, like, different things are illegal in wrestling that aren't in MMA and vice versa. And they did a spot where he put, he put, uh, he put Mr. Touchdown in, in, a, in, a, in a guillotine choke. And instead of Mr. Touchdown passing out, the referee passed out. Mr. Touchdown's tag partner, ringside, passed out. Everybody passed out except for Mr. Touchdown, which it sounds stupid me saying it, but when you watch it, you'll be laughing your ass off. <laughs> But uh, that was great. Jigsaw and uh, Tim Donce was really good. You know, and just look at that on paper. You think, wow, this will be good. And it was. Yeah. You got time, too. 13 minutes. Yeah. And uh, Eddie Kingston, a colony against Gekito is really good. Really good brawl. Like, the whole thing, I think, has been really good. How was Sarah Del Rey and Kodama? Because they've been going back and forth on Twitter. I don't know if you've been following that at all or anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I follow Sarah Del Rey on Twitter. And I see some of the stuff that the Bateri put up. It was good. Yeah. Sarah Del Rey never has a bad match either, you know? She's really good. She's beyond really good. And she's slimming down. She's getting in really good shape where... She probably, I'm not probably, I, I'm no doubt she would like to get signed by WWE. Mm-hmm. And so she's getting in and more into their type of shape, and she looks good, and her ring work's always fucking great. Yeah. She Apparently she it. tore it down with El Generico. I know, I can't wait that to match. see it. I'm really psyched to see that. Yeah, I mean, going to yeah. probably watch that Tuesday, I'm thinking. So. So, yeah, that's Jakari. Anything else from that? I'm looking at the lineup. There wasn't much else, but I mean, it was probably just a fun show just to... All the storylines were... Rawway. Well, how, how, how was the Rawway building? Because we've been to that building before. 
They and they did all right. It looked like they had maybe uh like maybe two fifty or so. Mm-hmm. They had the bleachers blocked off so you couldn't sit in the bleachers, so they had everybody sitting on the floor. So it looked good. It wasn't as many people as I expected for a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was fine for Chicago standards. What was it? That, remember that Dragon Gauge show that we went to when yeah. Gabe, Gabe blocked the bleachers off? Yeah. And we had to watch them on, like... Uh, well, they, they had the bleachers open, but they just had, like... They had shit blocking the stairs, so you couldn't go up on it. Oh, if anyone oh went like up that the Williamsport they, show. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. We had, like, yeah, in the students. Because Jersey All-Pro used the bleachers at night. Where, like, where we went to Evolve, they had the bleachers closed and mm-hmm. folded up. Yeah. They probably drew very similar to what uh, Dragon Gate had. I keep waiting for those students, by the way, speaking of those bleachers. Because I remember a couple, I remember some of them. The yeah. students that we were, uh, so maybe they'll be like a Massus or something like that where we're all... We'll figure out, we'll, right. we can point him out in a year or so. But yeah, that was uh, Chikara, and you also watched, you had a busy week, PWG, and I had the DVD right here, the very new DVD that came out on High Spots, you can get yeah, it right now in there. Finest. World's Finest, and let's get into it, because this looks like a, I mean, it's what PWG mo- would call like a B-show it looks like, but it still looks like it's it's got like a lot of great things where it can still, you know... Stick out and, and be something. So uh be like, uh, you know, they, a really fun show. They never Talk about put it. on a bad goddamn show. No. You know? Ever. What I mean, B-show is like where like they don't have like all the, like a ton of indie names. It's like a lot more There's SoCal. There's a lot of people on this show, though. Kevin Steen. Maybe. And, uh, like TJ Perkins, Super Smash Brothers, Alex Kozlov, there goes your money, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, Eddie Edwards, El Generico, they still had a lot of people on that. <coughs> Here's the deal with Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Is, uh, they have a really good deal with High Spots, where High Spots pays them a lot of money for the rights to the DVDs and stuff. So that's how they have this money to fly in all these East Coast guys and run these super shows that uh, no other indies seem to be able to pull off. And that's also why they don't do iPay-Per-View, you know? But it's working for them, and that's good, because we get to see these awesome goddamn super shows like ten times a year, you know? With a mix of Ring of Honor talent and Dragon Gate talent and CZW talent and all of the great SoCal wrestlers. They have so many great talents out there. It's an awesome mix. And uh, this was another great show in a long line of great shows. They haven't had a bad show in years, man. Mm. But uh, Kevin Steen worked double duty. That's always a good thing. He opened the show, and then uh, he worked the main event and regained the Pro Wrestling Guerrilla title. If you were looking for spoiler-free, too bad, I just ruined it. <laughs> how was, uh, yeah, how was that match? Because it was pretty Peter Avalon versus Kevin Steen, the opener, and then what he probably came out later on the night. And Steen was... and Avalon was fun. You know, Steen made him look like a million bucks. Yeah, I like I like Peter, pretty yeah. Peter Avalon. He's good. Him and, uh... Him and Ryan Taylor, like the two SoCal guys, I'm I'm really into. I agree, and Willie Mack. Willie Mac. Oh yeah, Willie Mack too. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I always like, forget. Yeah, him, I agree with what yeah. you just said. I've always liked Ryan Taylor. You know, I like him better than Brian Cage Taylor. I like Brian Cage Taylor too. That's the thing. It's it, I like Brian Taylor like, more though. Like yeah, but it's just me. Each their own. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, I like. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I like him more. But you know, I like Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan had another. Great fucking match in their long line of working together. 
Yeah, I they, mean, they, that I'm like, all right, like that, like that's where, like you know, it is like for what it is, it's for like man woman mm-hmm. mixed match. They do a lot of cool spots, like 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 the uh, the fucking dick plex where she suplexes him by his dick or <laughs> ball plex or whatever, and he throws around by her tits and some really fun comedy spots, and they really work well together mm-hmm. and have a hell of a fun match every time out and a lot of great spots. Nothing serious, but just good stuff. Entertain. You need good entertaining matches like that every show. Break up the monotony of all the serious stuff and the hard hitting. We were saying uh, with Kevin Cena, Pretty Peter Avalon. What Kevin Cena won that one? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah and then yeah, what? Yeah. Then what did he go in later on the night? Because like, let's just go right to the main event. We can talk about that, and then we'll talk yeah, about the other card. He, he interrupted the main event, and they turned into a three way, and uh. Awesome match with some threes expect, but it didn't go as long as I expected. It was short, like say maybe twelve minutes, like uh, but really great nonstop, start to finish, you know, as you would expect with them three fucking guys. And Kevin Steen won the title back, mm-hmm. but it was weird. Like the way this show was edited, it was like they wanted to get it. It was two hour DVD. And, like, everything was quick edits from match to match to match. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, like, even, like, te- Kevin Steen's celebration at the end, like, when in the title was all edited up. Yeah. It's, like, weird. So everything was edited, like, fit within two hours. I don't and know. And so they get the... Because de- this only happened when was yeah. this? March 17th. Almost like they were in a rush to get through the show or something. It was weird. Not that... I mean, all the complete matches are there, you know? Yeah. I know what you mean. Well, they already edited out the, the entrances. Yeah, anyway, But sometimes, like, do. they'll have, like, the post-match... But yeah, but this, this yeah, exactly like I, I'm. But this had like one, two, three, boom, next match. Yeah, this seemed more edited than usual for mm. pro wrestling. Okay, really. that's what I'm trying to say. I you gotcha. know? Like yeah, you always get the ring entrances edited out because of copyrights to the songs and stuff. That sucks. You'll have this. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's that's that's, 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 that's why the deal I love with the, the 80s and 90s because nobody cared about fucking copyrights, and now everything's about who owns this and who owns that, and you can't use this and that. And it's like. Ring entrances. That's right. You just had, like, Sabbath come out and, like, boom, Road Warriors. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it's great. Like, that's great advertising for that band right? and that song. You're like, wow, this song kicks ass. You go try to something. find out who it Whenever is. Whenever you hear Iron Man, what do you think of? You, you Road think, Warriors. You think of 605 so on TBS, Georgia Wrestling. What do you think of? <laughs> Sandman. How many people from going nuts at ECW went out and bought the goddamn Metallica Black album for Enter Sandman, right? Yeah. It's like it's free. I'm sure people were buying that CD. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. That was out but, but years I know you before mean, but, ECW. Yeah, but, I, I know what you still, mean. Still, I'm sure there's people who went out and bought it just because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like great advertising for these bands. I don't know why everyone's got to be such goddamn cockroach lawyer bullshit <laughs> and sue everyone for everything. Well, I remember it's when... It's like ruined everything, you know? When Ring of Honor... Like, think of ECW and their TV shows and all the music on their shows they didn't own copyrights to anything or pay anybody a dime for nothing think of the ecw tv show if they had to take all the musicals well went on later on they came out with that cd where like they had remember justin credible's music was oh, different yeah. well, and one, rob van damme's music was different well, but that's because they wanted to plug the, the the cd right well yeah when they came out with it they they what they did is they got a deal to do an ecw cd mm-hmm. so once they did the CD, they couldn't put all the that. They, you can't put out a CD, a copyright. <laughs> yeah, so right? they had a bunch of guys cover different songs. And once the disc was out, they started using that on their shows. Like there was, there was a cover of like Rob Van Dam's. Yeah, there was Rob Van Dam. Enter Sam. I don't know if they ever used the Enter Sandman cover though. No. But they had, they had, they had different covers on that ECW 
CD, and they started using Just Incredible used his, and then yeah, they just used his more. Snap your fingers, snap your neck. Yeah, yeah, that song fucking I like was it. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, then Sabu's team was original. Well, yeah, because yeah, Sabu, Landstorm, Sabu used to use Landstorm's that. team, that white zombie song. Well, they got the rights for it, because that was on that CD. That ended up being on that album. So, yes, anyway. Yeah, the good old days. Paul Heyman was always right on the... Uh, cusp of what was hot in the music business and using that on the shows like people don't realize how important stuff like that is you know mm-hmm. that's what like, drives me nuts what game would evolve with that generic ring entrance music just sucks it's a shitty idea and sometimes some ideas just uh, say alright it's not a good idea and let it go man <laughs> let's let it go <laughs> ring entrances are so important to a guy's character don't make them generic crappy music so I mean I guess it's better than then I guess PWG just edits them off completely and then just has like it's shitty music. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. you know, it's gonna be just ruin some you know, ruin a little bit either of Either way, if you're gonna edit over it with generic music, it's gonna suck either way. So yeah. probably at the end of the day it is better just to edit. They did that for that battle royal, I remember. And it sucks, you know. Mm-hmm. So probably is better to edit it off altogether. Do you remember when Ring of Honor edited their uh Remember, like, when they used, they used to have, like, all, like, you know, bands and stuff like that, and then they got the, the HDNet TV deal, right? And then they had all edited songs, and it just... Yeah. Like, it almost, like, killed it a little bit. You know what I mean? Killed the entire mood of the of the shows. Because you had all these just generic Yeah, because the early days of Ring of Honor, you used to kind of tiptoe around it a lot. Like, in the early days of Ring of Honor, very much like ECW, they had awesome ring entrances at the live shows... And they did do a lot of editing of them on the VHS and DVDs, probably worrying about copyright. They they edited down the ring entrances on all their shows in the early days, which kind of hurt the feel. Like, the shows were so much better live with these awesome ring entrances that they didn't totally like have CM Punk on all the, v- the, yeah. the The band's escaping me at the moment. But AFI. But, but, AFI, but yeah, their yeah. band... Uh, and it's like, they would some. edit the ring entrances somewhat, but not totally out. But they were never as large as they were live. Yeah. But it is I remember, yeah, when you used to watch, like, the old, like, the very early Ring of Honor shows, like, they would have, like, the entrance of, like, them being introduced, and then, like, it and would be edited. Put, yeah. yeah. It was kind of cheesy at the time. It is Still what is. it is. It sucks. You know. I blame lawyers for everything. There you go. They're the root of all evil in this country, you know? You want Vince McMahon. <laughs> you, blame, you blame them both. Vince. Senile Vince. So, let's see, what else, before we just ramble on as if we aren't, haven't been already. Um, Rock Nest Monsters, Super Smash Brothers, and Young Bucks, that sounds fun. Tell me about it, Tom. Fucking great. I was going to say, no, oh, you don't say. And then here's the thing, like, sometimes pro wrestling is so easy, and people try to make it into this complicated thing when it comes to booking. Pro Wrestling Grill decided to bring in the Super Smash Brothers. Instead of playing politics and bullshit, they just bring them in, and put them over strong. Young Bucks never do any jobs. So Super Smash Brothers come in and go over to Young Bucks two, three shows in a row. Mm. Guess what? Super Smash Brothers are super over. How hard was that? You know? Like, it's easy. Yeah, that's why like, uh, Dr. Lucha was explaining how Mystico got so over was they just... They just bring them in and put them over yeah. mid, you mid-level get someone talent. Over fuck, bring them in and put them over. Yeah. You know, they make things so goddamn complicated and stupid. And so, boom, Super Smash Brothers are over, and they're great, and they deserve it. 
And now we get a great few with the Young Bucks and the Rockness Monsters, and it's all fucking tremendous, and everybody's happy. Mm. How easy is that? Why can't more people be that easy and smart? You know? <laughs> Willie Mack and Roderick Strand. It's like, let's bring in Brock Lesnar paying $5 million yeah. to make him job in his first match. Why? <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's fucking easy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was great, and Super Smash Brothers went over. Mm. And that leads into DDT, where they go over and win the tournament. How about that? New guys coming in and put over strong. Wow. What a new novel concept, huh? There you go. <laughs> and they're great, so it's awesome. So I hope they're there every month. Mm-hmm. Or how often they run shows. Pro Wrestling Gorilla. You never get enough of Super Smash Brothers. Once again, Canadians, man, mm-hmm. that just bust their ass. Every time, you know. So, so yeah, that was World's Finest. I said there was Willie Mack, Roderick Strong, and Alex Kozlov and Kyle O'Reilly also in the other card as well as a few. Yeah, I'm going to say about that real quick before we... Sad that Alex Kozlov got cut again, man. Fucking WWE. They always pick the wrong goddamn guys. Alex Kozlov's getting cut, and goddamn Damian Sandow's on SmackDown. You know, I just don't get it. You know? Spotlight, motherfucker. I don't get it. <laughs> you don't like Idol Stevens? I like, you know what? Going back years ago when he was Idol Stevens and he had Beth Phoenix and Shelly Martinez yeah. and his valets. The old, uh, OVW OVDs. was goddamn great. And uh, instead they called him up with that. Casey James. That's it. I knew it was Casey something. And they just generic, just names and nothing and buried him. The teacher's pets. Yeah, yeah and, and then Michelle they just McCool's, cut them, you yeah. know? So this guy goes, changes his whole look, comes back doing this different gimmick. And and he improved in the ring, but man, he was so much better as Idol Stevens. And now he's called up as this goddamn thing, and whatever. He ain't gonna, I mean, God love him, but I don't think he's gonna get over. <laughs> Claudio's now on. Oh, I love Claudio, obviously. Yeah, let's talk about SmackDown real quick. <laughs> Claudio's up and I'm fucking grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Thank God that Claudio's up. Anything in WWE these days? I was loving the whole Brock Lesnar thing till they fucked it up last time. You don't like that? I did like him breaking Triple H's arm. Mm-hmm. That is a money match. Here, here, here's, here's the problem though, man. Until I see it, I don't believe for a second that Triple H will sell his ass off like Cena did for him. Yeah. And get squashed in the match, you know. I, I just I don't believe for a second that Triple H will agree to do anything but an even Steven match, and we all know an even Steven match is not the way to book Brock. Mm-hmm. We'll see at SummerSlam, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy. Claudio's up. Hopefully, uh, Dean Ambrose will be up soon enough. Cause I know they're high on him, so that's great. And uh. Cassius Ono, the KO kid. He'll eventually get called up. Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins is down down down. Poor guy's been like twelve fucking years or something. I'm I'm really anxious to see Moxley finally up in up in WWE already because I I, I've been wanting to see him for a while. It's been almost a year because I think Mox he left uh, last best of the best last April. I remember was his last appearance in CZW before he was gone. So it would be nice to uh, see Moxley on television every week or Dean Ambrose. Have to get used to be saying now, but. Dean Ambrose is going to be, uh, Dean Ambrose and Mick Foley, I guess, are going to be working this angle, and that's going to be really cool with that whole, you know, uh, Dean yeah, Ambrose is going to be like this guy where, yeah, he didn't, like, all, like, that hardcore stuff, and... I hope that turns into something on WWE, because that'd be a good way to kick off 
his run there by being able to do an angle with Mick Foley right off the bat. Yeah, right. That wouldn't be like throwaway, you know? Mm-hmm. That'd be something people remember and it could get him over. And he's going to get over regardless. He's just too talented not to. So sometimes, a lot of times, the cream will rise to the crop. And he's one of them guys, kind of like Brian Danielson. Regardless of how they book him, he's going to get there, you know, because he's just too fucking good not to. Brian Danielson. It, it is crazy how big Daniel Bryan is over now, man. Yes. It really is. And, yes. it, and it's great. And it's funny yes. how. And it's funny how. Um, like, so many people just just thought, like, he was never going to get over, and they were so smug about it and so condescending about it. And it's like, well, you know, how do you know? How do you know? And it turns out they were wrong. And I just think it was funny. I just think it's funny, you know, to see that, like, half these new guys that are on top of WWE are going to be, you know, coming to WWE are these indie guys, and that's awesome. And you kind of knew this was going to happen. Just by well, seeing the lay of the land and, and the garbage bodybuilders that they would sign and how great some of the, you know, s- smart mark promotion indies like Ring of Honors of the world, like some of the talent they had, you knew they were going to get there and be the ones that got over, you know? More times than not, the cream will rise to the top. I mean, shit does happen. Like, look at Dolph Ziggler. That you know, mm-hmm. you, you get labeled a good hand that can make anyone look good, and then you get fucking stuck in that role instead of getting what you deserve. Mm-hmm. But more times than not, if you're that good, you'll get there because you'll get over, and they'll be forced to push you as a top guy. You know, like remember they didn't like Jericho. They didn't want him to be. They, you know, look, yeah. he got there. You know, it's like no matter what they think, you look at Punk, man. They didn't want Punk to be a big star. You know, they they thought he was an indie king and wanted to prove that he wasn't. But if you're good enough, you'll overcome it all and get there. Usually. Usually. <laughs> so I always figured there's always, Moxley you know, there's always a get there. You know? Colt Cabana or someone like that who doesn't yeah. seem to get over. But what are you, you going to do? do? So... So yeah, that's that's the show. I mean, I don't know what much. I don't have much else to talk about. Let's talk about uh, Pro Wrestling Ohio. Yeah, you can go ahead if you want to. Pro Wrestling Ohio has been running in the Cleveland area and have been on Sports Time Ohio for uh, a few years now. And uh, the wrestle and you can see them nationwide on Direct yeah, TV. Yeah, Sports Time Ohio. It's on all. If you have the sports package, if you have Dish Network, Direct TV, or even like Comcast or whatnot, if you order a sports package. Most sports packages do come with Sports Time Ohio, and they're on every Sunday night at ten. Well, they were owned by uh, Johnny Gargano's stepdad, and uh, late last year he got charged with attempted rape, and uh, he ended up pleading to like assault on a woman, which is still like a felony, and he's in jail now till like sometime this summer, and. Uh, I guess that led to some problems for Pro Wrestling Ohio since he was the owner. They ran one show in January and uh, did the, did their TV and they, and, and they aired their TV and it aired through the beginning of March. And since then, every Sunday night at 10, they've aired the same episode. So the same episode's been on for like a month or so now. You guys watch, you guys love that show, right? Yeah, you Pro Wrestling Ohio, it. they got some good talent because that's where Johnny Gargano came from. Gregory Irons down there. Uh, Conrad Kennedy III doing an awesome crimson gimmick is there, and Josh Prohibition, M.20 from there, so they're there. A lot of great Cleveland talent. Facades down there. I keep going and going. 
But uh, they have some good shows, and Joe Dombrowski and Aaron McGuire do the commentary, which is like to me the best commentating team on the Indies. Aaron Bauer and AIW. He's Aaron yes, McGuire. And he does well. Aaron Bauer and AIW, and uh, so I guess quietly, Pro Wrestling Ohio has gone out of business because suddenly last night there was a new league called Prime Pro Wrestling with pretty much all the same talent and the same announce crew and everything, and they taped their show last night and are starting next Sunday night. March 13th and Pro Wrestling Ohio's time slot. March 13th? Or May 13th. May 13th. I'm losing track of the months, you know. everything. Every year older you get, everything goes fast. Yeah, I was going to say, we, it all goes back to your birthday, man. It's tough keeping track of everything anymore, you know. Yeah, May 13th, next Sunday night. So hopefully, you know, this it's a lot of the same people in place anyway, so... Mm-hmm. All the same talent. They, they, have, they have Jimmy M- Jacobs in there now. He's a regular for them. Josh Prohibition. M-Dog yeah, him and M-Dog. Because they usually have the uh, the Resolution show at, at that yeah, Jacobs at, Pavilion. Exactly. It the outdoor show. 2,000 people every August. And it was, an, it was on iPay-Per-View this past year. Marion Fontaine's a regular there. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good Brody talent Lee coming was out of Ohio. Yeah, Brody Lee was even working here before he got there. He wrestled there. Kevin Nash there. If you haven't checked it out and you're a fan of Indies and you get Sports Time Ohio, Sunday's at 10. It's a fun hour of wrestling. And the storylines are always pretty... They do a good job with their storylines. Everything makes sense and, and, and progresses and mm-hmm. everything. It's not bad. And they always have that big resolution show every summer on iPay-Per-View. So, yeah. So now it's going to be prime pro wrestling, I suppose. There you go. AW's got uh, their, their tournament coming up. This weekend, we hopefully can make it out there on uh, July 1st for Absolution. Oh, that's right. This weekend coming up. The JT Lightning Tournament. Me and Uncle Mike talked about this last time. That whole weekend's is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. But AIW's doing a JT Lightning Tournament, which they want to make a yearly thing in honor JT Lightning. And after all the bullshit politics we talked about on the last show, they did finally put out the first round matchups. I know. And, uh... Are you going to go look them up, or what are you doing? What am I looking up here? No, I was just looking at this Chikara. No, Chikara's coming. Oh, AIW? I fear next weekend, AIW, JT Lightning. And the three, four iPay-per-views next weekend, too. Not much has been announced for this Chikara, anyway. No. In Easton. They just Um, announced that King of Trios tickets go on sale that night in Easton. For wherever they're going to announce the King of Trios right. is at <clears throat> that night in Easton. I got you. <laughs> All right, JT Lightning tournament. Just we only really know the first round matches, so we'll just go with those for right now. Obviously, well, it's always uh, going to be the first night. There's like 800 of them. Yeah, <laughs> BJ Whitmer and Colt Cabana. Yeah, BJ Whitmer's been awesome since his return. Oh, Colt yeah, Caban yeah. is always great. If you disagree, then you just lost the reason for watching wrestling. Uh, Bobby Beverly and Kadama, and I think that'll go. I like Bobby Beverly. Yeah, and Beverly's been really solid, and Kadama's little guy, not bad. Yeah, uh, Lewis Linden and Matt Fitchett. Matt That's Fitchett. gonna be great. Matt Fitchett's something else, man. If you haven't seen Matt Fitchett yet, he's working here. He's working. Uh, AAW, and he's, he does like St. Louis Anarchy and Anarchy Championship Wrestling in Texas, man. Awesome, awesome young high flyer. It's going to be a breakout star, trust me. You heard it here first. Yeah. Match uh, I'm really looking forward to. Spanky and Tim Dons. And I think Tim Dons yes. works well with anybody. And him and Spanky, I mean, I think that'll be... It's great to see Tim Dons get to work with a veteran like that. 
Eric Ryan and Oberian. Eric Ryan, I'm really digging as well. Yeah, he's, like he's an, really good. He's another Ohio, Ohio guy, guy, AIW yeah. guy, where, you know, every time I see him, this Eric Ryan, man, I dig him. But it's just, you know, just a matter of him getting getting a shot elsewhere, you know? He was on, on Evolve last... Uh, yeah, last summer. Last summer. Him and Bobby Beverly. But then he got open. squashed by... Steen. Yeah, it was a setup for Steen, but at least they got on. They were having a good match until Steen ran in too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um a guy uh, a guy I'm really really getting to dig a lot more is uh Ricky Shane Page. Him and yeah. Flip Kendrick, the former Christian Faith. Uh Josh Prohibition and M Dog. That'll be awesome. I mean They're fighting know, each other? They're fighting each other in the oh, first Oh, that'll that'll be cool because they broke in together and used to work each other yeah. every night for like every in a day so that'll be fun throwback for them because I don't know the last time they worked each other that'll be cool Ophidian and Gregory Iron I mean you know that's, that'll be good that'll be good yeah ACH and Davey Vega there's, there, those are another like those St. Louis Anarchy guys where yeah ACH man I think you've fallen in love with that guy right you've I mean every every ACH match from best to the best or on these AIW shows or where else have, we, have you seen him on? A, the, the new AIW shows him and A.R. Fox in a 30-minute Iron Man match? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, ACH, Davey Vague, and Matt Fitchett are like all guys that are going to break out huge on the indie scene when people just see them, you know? Mm-hmm. Once people get the chance, the opportunity to see these guys, the sky's the limit. Man, ACH, like, holy fucking shit. If you haven't seen Best of the Best yet or anything ACH, man, you better go buy some DVDs he's on or download them or do whatever you got to do. I already I already started bugging Gabe, asking why he's not on Dragon Gate, but I I, I think there's a future plan there. Yeah. <laughs> that he doesn't want to say. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not, but he just told me he's well aware of ACH. Yeah. So I'll take that for whatever. <laughs> um, Willie Mack and Ethan Page. Uh, Willie Mack on the East Coast again. Yeah. Awesome. Ethan Page, I know AIW's high, and I haven't really seen much of him. I guess he's like this guy where like they've been doing a campaign on Twitter to get him in the tournament, so well, that's like what he's doing. Um, Marion Fontaine and, and Facade. I'm and, a big fan of both of them guys mm-hmm. that deserve more bookings and more places. And Archibald Peck against Colin Delaney in the first round, so... And that's gonna be great. And then he got uh with Veronica in his corner due to contract 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 obligations. Yeah. <laughs> the way I was working this out too, by the way, let's see here. Alright, so we're gonna do this. I don't know how the how good this is gonna go on the air. Or over a podcast here, but I'm gonna try to figure out over this podcast who I think is gonna advance. Cause I'm gonna say and you can come over here and, and check it out too, because I got the brackets. You got Whitmer and I'm gonna say Whitmer Beverly are gonna advance there. I mean, Whitmer is probably going to advance from there, because if it's Whitmer and Beverly. And I'll just say, let's say Fitchett and Donst, and then say Donst over that. So so you got Donst and Whitmer in that match. And I'll say Donst is one of the final three in that little bracket right there. So I'll say Donst is going to come out of that one. I feel safe green to be him or Whitmer. Yeah. Um, The second night, I'll say, let's see, uh, Eric Ryan... I'll say Ricky Shane, Ricky Page. Shane Page. I'll say Matt Cross, and I'll say Ophidian. Actually, no, I'll say Gregory Iron, but I'll say Matt Cross out of that one, and I'll say Eric Ryan out of that one, and I'll say Matt. No, Cross. I think Ricky Shane Page will advance over Eric Ryan. Really? That'd be my guess. Yeah. I'll say Eric Ryan over Ricky Shane Page in the upset, and then I'll say, uh, 
you'll get Matt Crass. Against Ricky Shane Page. Against Ricky Shane Page or Eric Ryan, whoever. But I'm going to say Matt Crass is winning that regardless of who he wrestles. So it'll be Don Matt Crass. And then in this one, I'll say ACH over Davey Vega. Willie Mack over Ethan Page. You'll have uh, Willie Mack and ACH. That'll be <laughs> wow. fucking awesome. Uh, and I'll say Willie Mack in that one. I'll say Facade over Marion Fontaine. Actually, no, I'll say Marion Fontaine over uh, Facade. And I'll say Archibald Peck over Delaney. And I'll say Fontaine over Peck. And then I'll say, what did I say? Willie Mack over Marion Fontaine. So it'll be Willie Mack. I'm betting Delaney Matt Cross, goes over Peck. Willie Mack, Matt Cross, and, uh, but yeah, because maybe we'll get mixed martial arts in the, in the, <laughs> the next night. <laughs> That'd be cool. And man. Tim Donson. I'm going to say Tim Donson's going to win it. So that's what I'm saying. That's my story. To, and you're sticking to if, it. If you got that for those <laughs> listening at home. Should be a fun weekend at Turner Hall in Cleveland, Ohio. And like we said, we hope to be out there Absolution July 1st. July 1st. Absolution. Briscoe Brothers. Look at, look at right here. Briscoe Brothers. And the night before that is going to be uh, Ring of Honor here in Pittsburgh. So, so it might make for a cool weekend excursion. So that will be a fun trip if we can like, have like a little like wrestling road trip that, that weekend. I think that will be... Uh, That'll be a good time, so I'm excited about it, and that's about that. We got a lot, a lot coming up uh, this upcoming weekend. Instead of previewing it all, I guess we'll just review it on the next show instead of that's previewing it. Because obviously you got the two Evolve. Because you got two Evolve, you got Border Wars, you got the CCW, yeah. you got this. I mean, we obviously did. We uh, just went over. I wanted to preview the, the JT Lightning guys because they're they're not going to be on um they're not going to be on uh, eye pay per view or anything like that. I just want to make sure you know, make sure you. Keep an eye out for these DVDs. AIW's uh, Smart Mark, they've been doing a great job getting uh, getting their shows out a lot quicker. Because I know this uh, this uh, Straight Outta Compton show was just that was early. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's really a credit. Uh, AIW, it's no secret they've been having financial problems. So this is definitely a company that is worth supporting. I think it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, you should support all the indies, but if you can really support... You know, genuinely good guys, genuinely good people that are behind this promotion that want to run just fun matches. Like, the, the simple idea of running fun matches, like we were saying with PWG, where, right. you know what I mean, it's, it doesn't really take a lot of booking, it's just more like, just, let's just have these awesome wrestlers just wrestle one another and film it and so people could watch it at home. And uh, it's awesome, so... But they do have some good angles, too. Like, I think Shima Zion's going to be back, right? Or they're doing something with this whole uh, yeah. chest flexor industries. Well, Shima Zion's been their champion, but obviously he got signed by TNA, so he hasn't been around. Mm-hmm. So he will be back. Yeah, he's going to be on that show, right? the title against Johnny Gargano, which has been, like, something they've been building up for a yeah. long time. So, I mean, they do have angles, don't get me wrong. I didn't want to make it sound like, you know, they're just having matches with nothing else, but... They are a, a, a great promotion, and you want to check them out. Like we were saying, if you want to see some future stars, like Cuz, as you know, we had said, you know, said a little earlier, you know, your Brody Lee's, your John Moxley's, your Claudio's, your Heroes, your whoever is, are all getting signed up by the WWE you now. So there's gonna be there's gonna be new stars coming out, and AIW is the place to see them for sure. So that's that, and that's the podcast. Almost well, a couple of things. Uh, Friday night, IWA East Coast announced they are bringing back the Masters of Pain Ooh. this year, and it'll be July twenty first down in West Virginia, wherever the hell it is. They I have a weird, I have a weird thing. I think before I ever become a father or anything like that, and I have to settle down and become a family man, or I just want to spend a, a fucking weekend. 
go into a, a death match. I really hope they, go, they bring back the Zero Gravity High Flyers <laughs> tournament in the afternoon because then I'll definitely consider making a drive down to Southern West Virginia for the IW East Coast if they do both. God's country, West Virginia. It was an awesome place, man. Everyone's just so friendly. So nice and shit. I love it down there. Yeah. I lo- and you can mark me down, too, for that. I think that'll be a fun time. CZW last night. Drake Younger won the CZW Junior Heavyweight title, beating Sammy Callahan in a two-out-of-three falls match in around 45 minutes. It went 45 minutes. It was described as epic, and I think the adjective of the word epic is very overused. I'm sure. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of I do want to know if it's... As good as people are saying, if it's because that word is casually loose, used around, but that was the word you know that I had seen when I saw the results of it. So I am interested in seeing it. I mean, you have Sammy, Sammy and Drake after all in in uh, what was it, Bloomington? Bloomington. Yeah. That was the city that Brian Pillman died, died in, by the way. I, I always, I'll always remember that because yeah. I remember Bloomington, Indiana, was the show the night before Bad Blood in St. Louis. Yeah, and uh, I just remember that being the uh, the the town. When they announced that, because that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was on the pre-show. I mean, uh, obviously, as a, as a you know that those days, I didn't know maybe Brian Brian Pillman was that fucked up, but Brian Pillman, man, that's he's a guy I, I want to do a, a a not a show about, but could talk maybe more in depth about him one day. But uh, Brian Pillman's always one of my favorites. So speaking of Brian Pillman's, but death, that was in Bloomington, and Indiana. All of that actually, if you're a member of Extreme Torrens. They got the entire 1997 set of Pro Wrestling Torches up there to download. And I'm not a fan of the Torch by any means these days. But Wade Keller did a tremendous job covering Pillman's death in 97. So if you really want to read some details about the whole Pillman thing and you don't have access to the 97 Observers, then the free Torches on the Extreme Torrents would be the way to go for you. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's, there's a plug for that. But um, we're not talking about Pillman's death. You know, there's a free way to check out some nice details about it. Unless you really so want yeah. to support it. So that was Bloomington. That was the lovely town of Bloomington, Indiana. Wade. Because it's not in Indianapolis anymore. I guess maybe it's nearby. I'm not sure. Tom Green. The original Tom. The OG Tom. Canadian. I remember him. Land a hand for that. I remember Tom Green. Tom Green. Remember his old TV show on MTV? Yeah. He got really popular, and then he fizzled out. He got the bang Drew Barrymore for a lot of years. Or maybe right? not a lot of years, but he was married for a while. Now he's living in Lafayette, Indiana, with uh, a new wife. I know. know. A new wife and a new life and a, yeah. a dog. Yeah, the dog Archie with its own Twitter account. Ah, uh, That takes that's talent right. to teach your dog how to tweet, man. It's awesome. He's a talented man. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's the podcast. Unless you got anything else I to think say, that's about it, man. That's I don't have much it. to say. I, I like I said, I've been caught up in hockey a lot, so that's why I, I kind of don't have much of wrestling to say. Because besides, like you know, your weekly television, my Dallas Mavericks got eliminated on my yeah, birthday. So they don't want to bring no that up this year. All the TV shows are coming to an end this month, though. We're in May sweeps. Mm-hmm. All the season finales. So that's good. Then I can watch a lot of wrestling. There'll be no good television on. Yeah, it's Big Brother. It's Big Brother. We're gonna start July twelfth to be exact. I, I can't wait. We're gonna have our big. Bro- we're gonna we're gonna start having our Big Brother podcast. The Big Brother podcast. You think Meltzer talks MMA? We're gonna start talking Big yeah, Brother. And you A's. think Dave Meltzer has a vocal heart on when he talks about MMA? Wait till we get into detail on Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh Jesus! 
So, yeah. so that's that. And we're going to go and uh, watch the rest of this hockey game. This guy's going to go make the drive back up the Pennsylvania Turnpike to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And the second most expensive road in this goddamn country, man. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's one of the reasons. That, that's one of the reasons I got the easy pass. It's just like here, like just take it. Just if you're gonna take it, just take it from me. I don't even know how much you're gonna even, how much it even costs. Although having the easy pass, it doesn't even. Uh, I don't think I'm subject to these these increases now. I think I still pay a yeah, flat rate you know, for every least, year or something it's not like as that. Big of an increase. Yeah. So. Just get one already. Get a fucking easy pass. If you live in New Jersey, you live in Pennsylvania, just get one. You're going to spend the money anyway. And you might not carry cash on you. Because it might be a debit card guy like me. Although this guy isn't. This guy's a... Uh, he still fucking carries cash. He probably listens to cassette tapes, too. Ah, I'm only, I'm only teasing. I have a bunch of cassette tapes sitting in my bedroom and I have nothing to play them on. Like, hundreds of them. Right? Yeah, you know? It's just like... I got... Like, I was just telling you earlier before we end this thing, man... I got probably this side of fucking Rob Feinstein, one of the greatest fucking VHS wrestling tape collections you've ever seen, and they just sit there in closets full of this VHS tapes that'll never fucking probably be watched again. And, like, you can't, like, just go out and buy a cassette player, probably. I mean, I have VHSs right. that work. Yeah. You know? But it's not like I go and VCRs. hook them up. Or v- v- VCRs, yeah. It's not like I go and hook them up and watch yeah. VHS tapes all the time. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, I get in the mood for something old, you know? Yeah. Like, a couple months ago, I was watching the first year of Ring of Honor a little bit, and they're all on VHS these days. Mm-hmm. Still, because I don't transfer nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to just sit there forever. Yeah, because I would actually, the transfer shit, I'd actually have to do something, you know? <laughs> right? Besides, i go broke buying DVDs to transfer everything. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, when I moved apartments, when I looked at the hulking mass of wrestling VHS tapes I had, I was honestly going to leave them behind. Right, and and my and, and like and like my, a couple of my buddies were like, no way, and they all started grabbing piles and carrying them out of the fucking apartment. So it was like four of us carrying wrestling tapes for like two hours <laughs> out of the apartment because I, I was I didn't want to do it, you know. Yeah. It's, we're talking thousands and thousands, you know. Fuck, crazy VHS tapes. And they take up so much fucking room too. Oh yeah. Know? That's why, you know, everything is all digital, because it's like, that's the kind of big selling point, you know? Right. But I still like having DVDs, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm i a big DVD guy, because I like having, uh, I like building, I like, I like building a collection, I like it having the library, I like looking at, you know, the covers. Some people don't, and that's cool, you know? Whatever. Yeah. That's why, that's why, that's why, that's why you have space your, space that's why you got your digital, that's, that's why you got your digital option, you know? If you don't want it, that's fine. I don't but, care about DVD covers, so. Yeah. Whatever. So, so that's the show. <laughs> that's the show. I don't yes. care about DVD covers. Nah, me neither. <laughs> no, no, I don't. That's you what you do, said. I don't. And that's the story we're sticking to. <laughs> we're gonna be back, everyone, for the Chikara and Easton show the in the car. I think in the I, car in Easton because that is gonna be in the car because I'm in Easton because I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna be going to Wilkesbury see the family. Right. And then I'm probably gonna. And then we're going to see Leonard Chikaris live in Easton. I know. And the rest of the Chikaris, Mister Mister Zero, and that's gonna be a fun Mr. show. Mister Zero is returning. What is Wall Street Journal in Easton? That's gonna be a fun show. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk to you everybody. We'll talk to everybody when then, right? When when is that? May May nineteenth. There you go. So 
We'll yes. talk to you then, everyone. And thank you so much for listening in. We'll talk to you again very, very soon. Hilton. Paris Hilton was the reason I got fired from VH1's Best Week Ever. I used to be a talking head on that. And it was a fun show to do. I'm not putting the show down. In fact, this, this shows you how unprofessional I am. Because it's a fucking easy job. You just make fun of celebrities who I think should be dead. You basically just make fun of like Ben Affleck and Lindsay Lohan. I mean, who can't do that? But of course, I had to have a meltdown and get fired. Because what they do is they send you a packet of the people you're supposed to make fun of and you write your jokes and then you go in and they ask you leading questions like, hey, Patton, looks like Courtney Love is gaining weight. And then you say, I know what Courtney loves, cupcakes. And then they'll, go, they'll give you a follow-up, and they'll go, oh, I guess she's not into the heroin chic anymore. And you go, I guess heroin has frosting on it. <laughs> easy, easy. And I couldn't fucking do it because I just basically imploded after a while. And I would go in, and they would say, hey, Patton, looks like Paris Hilton's writing a book. And I go, she's a cunt who should die of AIDS. And they go, okay. Ha <laughs> ha! Hey! All right! Uh, ha ha! Uh, Follow-up question. She's also coming out with a line of handbags. As long as she gets AIDS, that's fine with me, man. If she could get cancer of the AIDS of the leukemia of the eyes, that'd be awesome if I could... If a biker could fuck that into her skull. All right, funny man, Pat Oswald. Let's go to the Sizzler.